Hello and welcome to All Villa, No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. Villa have been very active in the January transfer window. The club has signed Coutinho from Barcelona on loan and agreed a £23 million fee for Everton fullback Luca Dean. On this show, I'm joined by The Athletic's Everton writer Greg O'Keefe to find out more about the French international. I started out by asking Greg his thoughts on seeing Dean leave Goodison Park. I think Everton supporters in general are going to have mixed feelings about this, but primarily tinged with sadness and more than a little frustration. I think they'll look at at Dean as one of the club's better players, which I would say is inarguable. Uh, Over the period of his career at Goodison, um, he's, we'll talk about this, I'm sure, but he's not been at the levels that we've come to expect from him the last season or this season, in, in fairness. But generally speaking, he's been a really good signing and there's a feeling that it's a shame that his departure comes uh, as a result of maybe some, you know, well, clearly a fallout with the manager rather than Dean being desperate to leave. So it's a, you know, it's a an unusual type of, uh, of departure in that sense. And then, of course, there'll be Frustration that it, it goes to a club that would you know we would see as a rival and you know mm-hmm. the, the general rule of thumb I suppose is you don't sell your better players to the clubs that you're trying to compete with for the same sort of positions in the table etc. So um, yeah, it's, it certainly won't be people thrilled by the fact that he's leaving. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, it is surprising that he's going to a direct rival. That's why I th- at first I wondered if it would even go through, but now it does look like it's happening. I mean, what about that fee? Twenty-three million pounds. Is he is he worth that? Is it too much? Or are Villa getting him actually for quite cheap? Yeah, I think you know that's that's certainly a reasonable fee for him. Um, Post COVID, I, I would have thought maybe before it. Sometimes you, you might even expect him to have gone for for more at one point. If you look at his age, he's sort of clocking towards the back end of his twenties, so. I think 25 all in all cuts about reasonable for someone who's, you know, often the starting left back for France, who's got a very impressive record of assists in the Premier League. Uh, he's got clubs like PSG, Barcelona and Roma on his CV. So, you know, mm-hmm. a really experienced player, both domestically and internationally. Um, yeah, I'd say it's it's neither is it a cup price bargain, nor is it, um, you know, that Everton have, have sold on the cheap. Um yeah, to answer your question, mate, I think it's it's a definitely a reasonable fee. And what kind of a player is Dean? Because I've seen him play, you know, I've not watched him too closely over the years, but I have seen him play and thought he looked quite a physical presence. He liked to get forward. But, you know, you'll, you'll have seen him obviously far more than most Villa fans. So what kind of a player is Dean and what, what can Villa fans expect to see from him? Well, I wouldn't say he's physical in the sense that he, he's like a robust, uh, powerful player, but physical in terms of his athleticism and, and mm. his his sort of speed, yeah, certainly. he's. I mean, look, he, when I say speed, he's not uh, got lightning pace, but he, he is... At his best, a very sort of, you know, fit, effective on the over or underlap, attacking modern fullback um, who will get forward a lot, who will cause at his best opposition defences problems as well, who's got brilliant set pieces, very good crossing uh, and often involved in pre-assists too. Um, and, you know, you know, like you've probably seen some of his free kicks from his show reel, you know, he's not scored on for a while for Everton, but you know, on his day again, got a real threat from set pieces, free kicks and corners. So, um, 
a player who is like I would say the epitome of of the sort of modern attacking fullback. The biggest compliment you could say to Dean over the first part of his Everton career, or, or maybe that's sixty percent, seventy percent of his Everton career, was that he, he fitted seamlessly into Leighton Baines' shoes. And you know, Villa fans will probably remember, you know, when Villa and Everton under O'Neill and Moyes were going toe to toe all the time. Both had two really strong teams. I know the last time we spoke, I kind of. Uh, we got all sentimental about those those games because they were classics, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Leighton Baines, uh, I hope you'd remember as like a mainstay of those games with yeah. PNR, and um, it was going to be a massive task to fill Baines's boots, and, and Dean did that. Um, so was you know definitely judged as a on the whole a successful signing. But what I would say is that from an Everton point of view, just to be fair as well and balanced, is the past, like I said, you know, sort of season and a half. Has not been vintage Luca Dean. Um, the level, his first couple of seasons, I would say most games he was a seven or eight or a nine out of ten. Right. And that's probably wow. dipped. That's probably dipped a little bit, I would say, if you're using that sort of crude barometer. It's been more of a, a six or a, or a seven, occasionally an eight. Right. Um, but, you know, really good player, and I expect him to do well at Villa Park. Uh, that's good to hear because obviously, I mean, Leighton Baines is a, is a club legend for Everton and was a really great player. Um, but it does appear that Dean himself has fallen out with Rafa Benitez. Um, now, he wouldn't be the first player in history to have fallen out with Rafa. Uh, it's, it's happened a few times. Is, it, is that actually true that he's fallen out, firstly? And uh, secondly, what does that say about him? Is, is there an attitude potentially there, or is it just something that's he's just not on the same wavelength with Rafa Benitez? I think you'd have to be guided by what Rafa said in his press conferences. That it's, there has been a breakdown in, in the relationship Um and it, it seems to be fundamentally over a perception that from Rafa's side, that Dean was increasingly unwilling or, or unhappy about the role he was being asked to play in the team. Right. That he felt his, his better attributes, his attacking attributes, his set pieces were being uh, diminished under Rafa. And therefore, he was unhappy under playing in those in, in that environment and he was he was challenging the manager and he, he wanted things to change from Benitez as you know you know Benitez isn't a manager that takes um challenges to authority too kindly he, he likes mm-hmm. to be in total control and I suppose in that respect that you know there was always going to be a massive clash that he was never going to compromise and, and tell any player that you know he would change his tactics and I think his point of view which he's implied in press conferences that Everton having a very difficult season um, results have been very poor. They've had a yeah, terrible injury crisis. And what they didn't need to be doing from Rafa's point of view is picking a team that suits players in terms of their individual performances or their stats. Um, and you'll hear a lot about stats with Luca Dean. You know, he's you know got a, a very vociferous PR arm behind him who are often, you know, sort of very quick to... Trump, you know, lord his his excellent stats, and they are excellent stats in terms of his assists, his crosses, uh, his involvement in attacks and, and, and successful attacks. Um, but I think there was a feeling that he had to sacrifice himself for the team, and I think Rafa would say he didn't do that, or he's not be willing to do that. Uh, I'm sure Luca Dean, in fairness to him, would have a different story, and maybe he will talk about that. You know, once he's left Everton. Uh, and uh, you know we'll see, won't we? In, the, in his initial press conferences, what he make, what his response is to that? Because so far on the record, he's remained pretty silent. Albeit he's been on the bench a couple of times during this sort of 
extended in past this month and just before Christmas, but not played. And I always had a feeling that he played his last game for Everton under Raf Benitez. It felt like it wasn't able to be mended, the rift between them. Right. And then we've had the situation where he's been uh, effectively looking for a new club. And I think a lot of Evertonians hoped it would be abroad. So they wouldn't have to see him in rival colours, you know, potentially helping a team like Villa uh, to finish above Everton, take points yeah. off them. Yeah, better set-piece delivery is certainly something we're looking for and we definitely needed a, another attacking fullback. So he does seem to... He, Villa probably looks like a team that like suits him right now, I'd imagine. Um, you know, uh, sort of a final question on him, I guess, is, you know, uh, you said his performances have dipped down to a sort of a six and a seven in the last kind of year and a half. Has he, has he lost a step maybe? Or is that more just you think he, perhaps he just needed a new club or there was a new style of play that didn't really suit him? I think more of the latter. I don't think it's a case of age or injury taking any toll on him. I think that would be unfair. Uh, like I say, he's sort of 28, 29. I don't know if you know off the top of your head, mate. 28, I, I think, yeah. 28. So I think it'd be, there's no issue with him losing a, losing a step of pace yet. Uh, he's had no major injuries. Um, rather, not recently. He did have serious injury uh, was it last season, which he came back very quickly from, to be fair, and came back right. convincingly from. So I don't think it's a physical thing. I just think it's been particularly under Benitez and at times under the chopping and changing before that with Ancelotti and he wasn't there very long, but Ancelotti tweaked the system a lot. Um, I just don't think that we saw maybe the best of him for a variety of reasons, but nothing that would make me think he's been, his qualities have been new, you know diluted. I still think he's got great qualities. I just think he'll shine better in certain types of systems. And uh, you'd imagine that Steven Gerrard and, and his coaching staff have looked at it and thought, we're going to play a way that will get the best out of him. You know, is he brilliant at stopping crosses? Is he brilliant defensively? Uh, I would say not always, no. Uh, can he switch off sometimes? Yeah. Um, you know, Everton uh, defending across the board hasn't been brilliant. And it's not just by him by all means, but he's, you know, he's had parts to blame in that. Um, and you look at things like sometimes he, I think he could be better defensively but certainly offensively there's few in you know at his best in Europe who rival his contribution um, and uh, yeah I think Villa fans will be will be impressed with the player they've got All Villa No Filler on Twitter Instagram and Facebook now we move on to Anwera El Ghazi uh, a player that there's a lot of affection for Aston Villa he scored in the playoff final for us uh, did uh, you know he's got a lot of goals against West Brom as well, a big local rival. So he's had a few purple patches as well. But he has also scored a fair few goals against Everton, including a screamer last season at Goodison. Um, so maybe this is an elaborate way to stop him scoring goals against Everton. But how do you feel about him potentially moving on loan? That's what the reports are suggesting at the moment. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, is that an area Everton needs to improve in out on wide areas? They definitely need uh, more options, I think, out wide, especially with, you know, they've lost Alex Iwobi, who, who struggles to convince uh, at the best of times, but he's off playing for Nigeria in, in the uh, African Cup of Nations. So uh, they've got Andros Townsend there, who's 30 and has just come back from an injury. So Rafa Benitez had always wanted an extra option out wide. Uh, I don't think he'd been on his list, if I'm honest, Al Ghazi. So I think this is a player that's, come into the mix this month. Um, and I think that probably the jury is out a little bit. You know, the, 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 there's recognition that there's a, a good player in there 
Hmm. Sometimes um, you tell me whether he's done it consistently for Villa. I noticed him 10 goals last season is not bad at all, is it? In no. 28 odd appearances in the Premier League. So that looks, that looks impressive on paper. But then this season, you know, I don't think he started many games at all, has he? So um, I think that the main thing here is that on loan, it's seen as probably a qualified risk that's worth taking. And I would I would have been very surprised and would be very surprised if, if it was something that Everton took on a pen, if it was deal Everton wanted to do permanently, Villa might. Mm. But but no, I mean, you tell me why a Villa willing to let him go. Well, yeah, he's not getting into the team at the moment. Um, and there's other options, I think, uh, that Gerard himself wants to focus on. Uh, we've got Leon Bailey, uh, Coutinho coming in now. Yeah, uh, Emi Buendia, uh, you've got Trezeguet, you've got uh, Jaden Philogene uh, Bidais. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of competition there for Al Ghazi. Yeah. Yeah. And the, one of the issues, I think, with Al Ghazi is that he can have a purple patch. He can go five games in a row scoring goals uh, for fun. Uh, and But then he'll have a game where he goes completely missing and then he'll have a couple Ooh. of games like that. Um, so it's that lack of consistency, I think, that probably frustrates a little bit. Yeah. Um, and sometimes he can tend to take on a shot when uh, perhaps a pass might be the better option. Um, but what I would say is that those purple patches, they can prove crucial. You know, we got a fair few points from El Ghazi over the years yeah. um, from his goals. And uh, I think that, you know, I could, I could envision that at Everton, he might, if he gets on a purple patch there as well, you know, five games in a row, a goal, or gets, you know, five goals in 15 or something like that. Um some of those goals might be crucial in gaining points so uh, and pushing up the table. So I think as a loan move, it's probably it's not a bad risk to take, really. It's um, it's, no, not, well, yeah. it's not even a risk. It's it's uh, probably not too unwise a decision to make. But thank you very much, Greg, for coming on. Can you just let us know where we can find your work and where we can find you online? Yeah, thanks, mate. So um, I'm the Everton writer, along with my colleague, Paddy Boylan for The Athletic. Um, the Athletic, you can see online uh, and there's the app. Uh, you know, you can catch all our Everton coverage there. Of course, we cover Villa as well. And then you can follow or listen to my Everton podcast as well. I run with Tony Scott and that's the All Together Now Everton podcast. And on Twitter, that is at ATNcast. I can strongly recommend all of that. Thank you very much, Greg, for coming on. Cheers. Thanks, mate. And that's it from me. I'll be back this weekend to review the Manchester United game with George. Who knows, maybe we'll see Coutinho make his debut. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. Aston Villa.